ladies and gentlemen. My name is Joey. I'm your host today for Testify to Hip Hop. We're interviewing a very special guest, Bobby D of Bobby D Presents and Uncle Snoop's Army. How you doing? All right. Hey, hey, hey. So let's get right to it. Um, so tell us about Uncle Snoop's Army. Uncle Snoop's Army was created by Snoop Dogg and I um, in order to give artists a platform. A lot of artists that are either new up and coming or that had a career and kind of, you know, hit that age where it's like, okay, cool. No one's booking us anymore because we're kind of let out to pasteurize. You know what I mean? I'm saying, no, no, no. You still got a loyal following. You just need to be represented. You're still hot. Yeah. So you know, it will always be hot. Like Zap, hot. you know, Key Sweat. Those are artists who are always going to draw. And I just looked at it like, hey, just because William Morris, blah, 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 all the big companies aren't booking you no more, don't mean that people don't want to see you. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah, went out yeah. there, made them deals, and said, look, you're going to be treated like family. You're going to be treated like you're Roddy Rich still. And we're going to give the customers a, a good time to see you. You know what I mean? Now, let me ask you this. Is it true that they're sometimes even hotter overseas? Absolutely. I mean, look, what's what's hot here, you know, may not be hot overseas yet. But, like, for instance, I mentioned Keith Sweat. This guy could sell out stadiums in, in the U.K. You know, um, there's artists like Warren G. who, again, the, the, the availability is not there. So they'll go to, the, to Ireland. They'll go to, you know, U.K., Birmingham, and they'll sell out stadiums. That's crazy. I even, they, yeah, they, sometimes they don't even understand what they're saying. So they know language. the music. Music's universal, brother, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. So, mm -hmm. um, tell us how you met Snoop. How'd you guys, you know, get together and and even get this thing started, Snoop? Yeah. Song? Well, well, you know, I had always been trying to actively book Snoop as an artist for my shows because I'm a promoter, and um, it was really, really hard because again, I wasn't, you know, one of the major companies, so I would kind of get the runaround as far as their booking agency. I said, man, this is horrible. So I reached out to the streets because that's where, you know, where we all came from. And I reached Definitely. out to a, a certain individual named Percy and um, he helped me out, man. Big, big props to Percy. I love him like an uncle. And he took a chance on me, got the money to Snoop and the rest was history as far as us meeting. And he saw the type of productions I put on and the crowds. Because one thing that you can't say about Bobby D Presents is we don't draw crowds. We, we draw major, major sellout crowds. You've been drawing crowds for a long time. Yeah, since my pops, man. I mean, my pops started this whole thing of ours. Um, in 1987, we were doing clubs and he had Mary Wells. He had, you know, George Clinton. He had the new kids on the block who at that time were just 14-year-old kids from Boston. So I grew up in that atmosphere and saw what my dad did and, and just said, you know, let me try to do it as close as, to as good as he's doing it. Now, I know you're from, you're from Long Beach, right? I'm actually from L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're, when we're talking about these clubs, what area of L.A. are we talking Downey, about? believe it or not. So, and, and new kids on the block. Yeah. You would bring them. You, you yeah. guys were getting them in Downey. My dad would, yeah. But, uh, we had a club called Side Streets at the time. And for whatever reason, bro, it was just a place where new artists came. Like Easy e was always there. You know, I was about nine years old, you know, when I met Easy, when I met Marky Mark, Donnie Wahlberg and all them. And we took them to in and out. It was cool, man. I mean, like, like when you when you meet artists that are brand new, they got no egos. You just see this fresh face, and you just know they're going to be big. I knew Lucas on the block were going to be big. I knew Tone Loco was going to be big. Young MC, and uh, I got the opportunity to meet them when they had nothing, and they do, were cool. Do you feel like what you just said? Mm -hmm. when you meet new artists, they have no ego. Do you right. feel like that's the same thing today? Do you, do you feel like sometimes in 2020, new mm -hmm. artists have a huge ego, and yeah. no one even knows who they are? What you got to understand is that. You know, with the proliferation of Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, the adulation's there, and it's not really earned. You know what I mean? Definitely. Right. Definitely. So what happens is if you get 600 likes, all of a sudden you think the whole world likes you. 
You can't that's get it not, twisted. That's not right, the truth. right. So you can't pay your rent with likes. Right, you can't pay rent with likes, and you and especially when you go and buy them. Like my publicist, bro, she's anti buying likes and buying fans. So, so like we 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 have about what thirty thousand followers, but it's legit people that we interact with that we know, you know, for the most part. So she always keeps it real with that, and I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So um, I understand you guys have new artists right. who just come to mm-hmm. Uncle Snoop's art. You yeah. want to tell us about that? Oh, uh, we got Burner Be Real. We just signed. We got an up and coming, you know, not even up and coming because he's been in the game for a long time. TF Third, you know, he's yeah. super, super hot, and I think he's gonna be the next big thing. You know, he came up right, right side by side with YG. They, uh, they were together. Yeah, I was TF Third was definitely hot when yeah. I was in high school. Yeah. When I was getting right out of high school, TF Third yeah, was so on you fire. Know. Yeah, I remember so. him and YG. Yeah, so he's just he's just a beautiful soul, bro. Um, I like to see him really get the, get the adulation that he, that that's coming his way because he's so humble, bro. Like he's not cocky. He's not rude. He's a, a beautiful person. That everybody that meets him, including Kumo D, to Snoop, they love him. That's that's the best way to be. That's the best way to be. Yeah. So, outside of Burner, Be Real, and mm-hmm. Tay F Third, mm-hmm. tell us about the other artists that you wow. guys have on your roster. Man, we got Snoop Dogg. He's the general of the ship. Um, we got Warren G. We got Bone Thugs and Harmony. We got Lisa Lisa. We got Too Short now. Uh, Ice Cube's gonna be coming home um, after his Big Three Finals. We'll be mm-hmm. able to say he's an official, exclusive artist for Uncle Snoop's Army. Um, we got, you know, Trippy. Well, who do we got? Red, Trish Cholito. She's a she's a Latina little, little pop star that's gonna be the next Lisa Lisa, if not bigger. Um, Key Sweat. Yeah, and we got a, a a group called Banda Mess that sells out stadiums, and we have direct access to them. So they give us a lot of love, man. I mean, Snoop and him are doing a, a they're doing a song together, that's gonna just blow everybody away. It's the biggest Mexican band in the world with the biggest hip hop star in the world. And they did a song already, so we got to just shoot the video. It's a lot of big names. Yeah, man. Definitely a lot of big yeah. names. I was just speaking to someone the other day about how Snoop's been hot mm-hmm. since 93 till now. There's yeah. never, that's not like a real time mm-hmm. that you can say, okay, Snoop Dogg was not hot yeah. for an amount of time. So that's that's really good. Yeah, he always he always reinvents himself, bro. And, and you know. He even had a gospel album. And right, and going. it was the number one gospel album in, in for <laughs> almost a month. And with Snoop, bro, like, he's constantly listening. Like, that's one man who, if you give him advice, he'll take it. He'll listen. Okay, cool. He'll he'll digest it. And then before you know it, he'll go put it on his Instagram, something you said. You're like, wait a minute. I told him that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but you know, again, no, he stays stays uh, in tune with the streets. And he's always watching what's going on Instagram, TikTok, all that. So he's one step ahead of it. And he's got 39 million followers. So when he says yeah, something, they listen. 39 million. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, so... And you're all in this because you're a promoter. And right. what else do you do? You were telling me yeah. that you, you wear many hats. Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a booking agent. We have our own actual license. That's licensed in the state of California called Uncle Soup's Army, where, again, we're able to be a booking agent and sell festivals my artist. Like, if they, if, you, if you wanted to book Snoop Dogg today, I would say, okay, tell me the venue, tell me the size, tell me how much you're offering, and then I'd make it happen. Gonna go out so, there and yeah. make it happen. Yeah, we actually, I actually got licensed. Snoop goes, go get yourself a damn license. <laughs> make it official, you know, so the haters can't say that we're doing it, you know. Streetwise. As far as the licensing, we were we were also talking about um, lovers and friends. Let's mm-hmm. get into that because yeah. we know with the whole pandemic that's going on, mm-hmm. is it, is it going to be tough? I mean, we already have it scheduled. So as far as you know, the rest is in God's hands. It's August eighth and 9th that we rescheduled it. Same location, same same artist. Now Megan the Stallion's available both days. Doja Cat's available both days. So it actually worked in the fans, you know, position. I'm just praying and hoping it's in the big man's hands to say August 8th and 9th will still happen. But as far as legally on paper, we're set to go August 8th and 9th. That's great. That's yeah. great. 
So and putting that many artists back on back to another date was impossibly hard, but we did it. So a lot of work. So so can you give us a breakdown of even being a promoter? Like, mm-hmm. like from the ground up? Yeah. I mean, you know, first you have to have the vision. Then you have to have the venue. Then you have to have all the factors that come into play. Like, you know, me personally, I always try to think, what would a black and a Mexican like? Can they do it together? So I got to go say, hmm, okay. Key Sweat generally is known as an artist that transcended to everybody. Mm-hmm. So then I look at, all right, who else can combine with him? 112, Nets, Drew Hill. Perfect. You, you know got I mean? those guys also. Always. You know, always. And like I said, it always works, the combination. So as a promoter, you just got to say, hey, how, how, how much can I really, really, you know, draw from this kind of combination? And I've been able to exceed everybody's expectations by getting 12,000 people for shows that normally would do about 2,000 with regular promoters. You know what I mean? And we've been lucky, bro. It's, it's my team. It's Patty. It's it's Barbara. It's it's uh, Londo. All, all the people on my team that get together and we say, okay, cool. Let's do this. This makes sense. You know. And so. once you and once you knew, okay, I'm gonna be one of the greatest promoters. I'm never gonna work again. <laughs> we're, we're not. I'm never gonna work yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. But you get what I mean. Sure. I'm never gonna work for someone. I'm yeah. Work for no, I, I said that a long time ago because I saw my dad was an entrepreneur and I never wanted to have anybody other than him tell me what to do. Um, so that stayed in my spirit. But at the end of the day, bro, we always listen to somebody. In my case, I listen to Uncle Snoop because he's my partner. He's not my boss. He's my partner. And I teach him about the promotion game because he that's not where he was from. So mm-hmm. we, we bounce each other, you know, bounce off a lot from each other. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's get into Tay F3. Mm-hmm. Is, is, are you guys related or? No, or? I'm his manager. I'm also his booking agent. And like I said, he's just a really, really special soul that I think once people really get to hear his music um, in, in masses, they're going to be blown away by what this, the talent this kid has because his live shows are something I've never seen before. Yeah, and you, you also said um, big, yeah. put him, big, big, big boy big discovered him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he discovered him. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. Okay, so um, Zap. Mm-hmm. Zap's been, they, they've been booming for a long time. Yeah. And you guys still got them going. Yeah, we just, we, we're doing their anniversary. Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, we've had to move that show from this Saturday to June 6th. And they're cool, man. We that's, sold a, we sold a nine thousand seats, so pe- nine thousand people are waiting basically patiently. Zap, that's great. Yeah, that's man. great. Okay, so let's get into the major companies because you were telling me about how you used the major companies against each other. They made it tough on you. Yeah, I mean, you know, for lack of a better words, that sounds pretty, pretty intense. But I did say uh, that. Uh, but what I meant though was just that, you know, the major companies didn't want independent promoters like myself to do what, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get any help from anybody. You know, I, the radio stations were, they've known me since I was a kid because I used to always buy radio. But with the transition to Live Nation, AEG, Golden Voice, my money was not good money anymore. To, my money was distraction money. Like, uh, all right, just take his money and, and make him go away. So what I did is I had to earn that respect by selling out these shows, treating the artists good. So where the artists started saying, you know what, Live Nation, I'd rather just go with Bobby D. He treats me better. You know, this is before Snoop. So I basically had to take that, earn that respect and take it. You know what I mean? Because the, the majors weren't letting me have radio time. They were gobbling it all up on purpose. You know? And now what I started doing was I started co-promoting with them, but I never chose sides. So I wasn't making it work again. I was just, yeah, you know, in a sense I was, but I was just, I, was, I, I never picked a side. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I just, I just watched your interview with Megan, and, yeah. and she was saying that she wasn't getting paid mm-hmm. the way she was supposed to. Of course. So. Yeah, and in Megan's case, look, this is what happened, is you have that baseball player, Crawford, is that his name? Uh-huh. He owns that label. Okay, he was more of an investor, and the guy who knows the music part of it took a chance on Megan. You know what I mean? That's what it was. And, and again, they ran their thing, and they got Megan to where she's at now. You know what I mean? Like, look, she's got talent, but you also need the vessel exposing that talent. 
So I'm not mad at the record label for, for giving her a contract. She signed it. But now that she's with Rock Nation, they showed her a whole different world, and she's like, whoa, hold up. So was someone a snake there, or was no. it just a big misunderstanding it's, and someone was maybe too eager? Look, bro, when you're fresh-faced, when, when they say, hey, we're going to give you $50,000, that may be the end of the world for you. That may be like, oh, my God, I came up. You know, break out the red panties. Like sign right away. Right. But other people would be like, you know, she should she should have sold somebody in the business, like a Snoop Dogg who would have said, and that's what Uncle Snoop's Army's for. We'll look at a contract and say, uh, uh-uh, uh, because Snoop's been there from from Suge Knight to Master P to having his own empire. Yeah. But yeah, they yeah. need that guidance for someone to say, hey, don't sign that yet. Hold on, Megan, because you could be a big star, and fifty thousand is something you're gonna be making in twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. at that time, she may have been desperate. I don't know. You know, I, I yeah. really don't know. And that might have been the world for her. I mean, we never will know. But I feel like. Most of the nine times out of ten, if yeah. a small artist, yeah. that's basically what it is. You sign this because mm-hmm. yeah. you didn't really have anything else going. <laughs> exactly, because it's, it's it's hard to come up in the music business when you don't have anything going. It know? is, it is. Bro. And if someone presents you an opportunity, mm-hmm. hey, you're yeah. gonna take it. Let me let me ask you a question. If she didn't become what she is today, would she have paid the record label back? No, they yeah. would have been stuck holding the bag and putting all that money out there for promotions. You know, guest signings, blah blah blah, and, and you know, so you, it works both ways. But does she de- does, does she deserve more money? Absolutely. It's yeah, just like a, like when you sign a football team, you're not getting millions of dollars. You're getting salary. What's three hundred thousand? Uh, the minimum fee. Yeah. Most football players that's what they're getting. Player. Right. And then when they hit that that rip, like Des da- Preston is that name from the Cowboys? Dak. Yeah, he wouldn't get no money. Yeah. Now he's a free agent. Now he's gonna get paid. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta yeah. earn your earn your keep, bro. You know what I mean? That's that's uh, you gotta be fair. So. In the industry now, mm-hmm. 2019, 2020, mm-hmm. are there any artists that catch your eye? Anybody that you, you know, think that you like that that's not, you know, fit? I, I like some unique artists, bro. I like Plaza. He's one of Drake's guys who you probably never heard of. And his music is like straight. Is he out of Toronto? Yeah. And he's like the weekend, but on some crazy fucking ecstasy steroids type <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? And you probably never heard of him. The weekend is great. Yeah. The, the, weekend, we- the weekend is but, great. Yeah, but it's all that circle. He's one of Drake's guys, and Drake hasn't pushed him, which but is crazy. I think the weekend is not with. Them anymore. No. I think he went right. on his own. But it was all one circle at one time. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he makes music, he says, just for the vi- for the vibes. I-, I make music so when you're in your car, you play this and panties are flying off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's cool, man. Do, do you feel like all the artists sound the same since you've been in this game so long? I think the Migos started that trend and I think that they were so fucking badass that they sh- they they lasted because they really are that that you know the shit. But everybody tried to copy them in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people can be duplicated, a lot of them can't be. Yeah. I mean, T-Pain started that. If you really think about using the voice synthesizer, yeah, 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 blah, blah, yeah. blah. But, Singing at the uh, same time. Music's music, man. I love this shit. Roddy Rich is one of those ones who's showing everybody, like, he can play keyboards, he can play guitar. So, and answer your question, now, I think there was a time when everybody was him and a him and a him and a him and a him and a, you know? And now it's back to, like, okay, cool. Um, So, Roddy Rich, mm-hmm. his, his launch mm-hmm. was, like, right before the passing of Nipsey. Mm-hmm. You know, but I feel the passing of Nipsey definitely boosted his launch. I don't want to disrespect, you know, right. but I mean that the song was that song was played on it the was radio. Too hot. That yeah, song, the song was, was played so every hot. five right. minutes. Right. So I mean, do how, how do you feel about that? I think I think uh, Roddy Rich would have been a star regardless. I think very quickly that uh, that Nipsey was becoming already a, a bona fide G, mm-hmm. becoming a legend because I know I paid him legend money mm-hmm. when Big U had told me, "Hey, this is what it's going to cost." I was like, "What?" And I, he goes, Bobby, that's what we're getting. Let me show you the contract. And I said, okay, cool. And I had him on um, Kings of the uh, LBC, and then I had him on Kings of the West in San Jose. Both shows sold out with his name on there. He didn't perform because he had passed away, unfortunately. 
but he was already on his way. And as far as uh, Roddy Rich, he was going to be a star no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I love his album. Yeah. Shop. He shocked the world with that album. Mm-hmm. He was going to be a star right. either way. Mm-hmm. But I, the, the, the way, you know, yeah, things played out. Yeah. And it says, rest in peace, Nipsey. Yeah. Um. So tell us about the, the event that you had with Nipsey. Uh, it was uh, Once Upon a Time in the LBC. It's an annual festival we do in Long Beach. It's uh, Snoop's Festival. He created it. It's called Once Upon a Time in the Snoop LBC. Snoop everywhere. Yeah, he has man. Hands and everything. Yeah, yeah we had a... Uh, who did we have in the last year? We had Ice Cube. Um, oh, The Game. Snoop, YG came on there. And, and YG was, was a little hesitant at first because he thought it was an old school show. And then when he saw the crowds, he said, man, this is crazy, bro. Put me on every year. And we had uh, the, the Dramatics... We had Lisa Lisa, we had DMX. So we, we kind of throw a whole grab bag of Bring out all ages. Yeah. You yeah. Got, when, you, when you bring out all ages, do you put them in a different group or do you put them all together? Put them all together? once because w- okay. what I always said was, when my son hears me playing is what he sings. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. My you know son I mean? is definitely going to know Otis. Yeah, you know <laughs> my, I mean? my son's so, definitely going to But, but know I say, Otis. hey, why don't I, put, why don't I create a show that you could take your mom to and you could take your kids to? You uh-huh. feel me? And that's LBC. Are you um so when is when is when when is this event take LBC place? was supposed to be July twenty fifth. I'm not sure because of this whole coronavirus yeah, thing. But crazy, it's man. it's a travesty, bro, because that thing sold out in ten minutes last year. Two shows. Where is it exactly in, is, uh, in, in Long Queen Beach Mary. where? Oh, okay. At the Queen yeah. Mary. At the Queen I mean, Mary. and bro, we don't have any fights. We don't have any crazy shit. Like that's went, the best part. Yeah, I went to Rolling Loud and no knock to those guys because they're geniuses, but I felt so out of place. I was called a cop by three kids. It just felt weird being there. And I went, yeah. You know, I'm like, wait a minute, how am I a cop? You know? But uh, I went down there to go Far study. Yeah, man. They didn't even know, but they're like, oh, here, here it comes, put it away. The old man's here. I'm like, what? I'm him? I turn around, I'm like, you're talking about me. One day you look up and you that guy. Yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, man. Tell us about how you grew up, where you grew up. I grew up in Huntington Park, California. Pops was doing his thing and, you know, in the streets. And, you know, Pops had a lot of respect and, and treated people with a lot of respect. So I saw what he what he garnered. And then when I realized what he was up to, because him and I are like, like we call it Chicla, which is gum. Mm-hmm. I was stuck to him, man. Like everywhere he would go, I would go. And I was pretty much obsessed with him. Like I said, I was a middle kid. So I got a lot of heat from my other brothers. They're like, man, you're always with, with dad. Like, you know, what about us? But I learned from him. I mean, he would make me pass out flyers. He'd leave me on the streets. And at nine years old, passing out flyers to grown people. And I didn't care, I loved it. <laughs> I'm like, all good, you know what I mean? But I learned the business from him. And when he would go away, you know, on vacation, I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. It would affect us because we'd have a lot of money, then we have no money, you know. But he, yeah. nev- he never, you know, know he feeling. did it for us. I mean, he wasn't a greedy man. He would always make sure that we were taken care of before anything, and uh, that's where I got to really, really know the no color lines between blacks and browns, uh-huh. because we were some of my uncles were black. You know, he was the plug. Every every black person needs a Mexican plug. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so. I, I kind of, I kind of hate that. We 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 have that, and it, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But it's only it's a jail system. A certain few. It's a jail well, system. It's, it's also that, but it's yeah. a certain few. Like, come on, don't you know, like that yeah. we shouldn't be. But you know, let's yeah. not even elaborate on that. Did you have a rough childhood? No, not at all. I had a great childhood. Like I said, you know, my father exposed me to music. He, he exposed me to some thugs. He exposed me to thugs that had bigger hearts than. Than normal people, you know what I mean, and a lot of them died, a lot of them were in prison. So no, I, I had the time of my life when I was a kid, bro. I drove my mom crazy, <laughs> you, know, you know. Me and my dad, we were like Batman and Robin, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you, around what age did you get into? Were, were you ever a bouncer? Yeah, from the time I was uh, 17, because of my dad. You know, I was a big kid. I was doing jujitsu and fighting and this and that. But uh, my dad had the connects to say, let my son work there, and I was, you know, I was looked older. So there I was, seventeen, bouncing at a at a nightclubs. At a twenty one and, and older oh, club, yeah, of course. Bouncing so at? when I would card people, they're like, "Wait, you're not twenty one. You don't look twenty one." <laughs> you yeah. ask me for my card. Yeah, man. They would ask me. 
and so you've been through the crazy. Been through it all. Fights. Yeah, I've seen it all. Crazy it people. Yeah, man. Okay. I don't drink. That's that's part of the reason why I don't drink anymore. Why I don't do drugs and this and that because I saw so much shit going on in there, and I saw so much jankiness that I'm like, man, this is what I was doing when I was wilding out. I'm good. So how long has it been since you've had a drink? Mm, I mean, a single drink. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a couple of months. But as far as drinking. Oh, yeah, okay. ten years. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do it no more. There is a big difference from okay. Sure. I can sit in the you know, uh, but even casual, I don't comfort do of my home. Yeah, and I, have I, a drink. I, don't, I don't even do it because it, it never made sense to me. I don't, I don't like the taste of alcohol. So for me, it was just like it makes me do stupid things because I'm real touchy friendly. Definitely make you do stupid things. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, thank God I never got a DUI or never hurt nobody when I was you know drunk or or high or missing around. It just wasn't for me anymore. You know. This is when you transition to being being a promoter. I had always done stuff when I was like 17, 18. I was doing all-age parties, but I wasn't taking it serious. It was just one of those things where I was making street money, you know, trying to follow my dad. I was bouncing in the at night and then doing stupid shit in the daytime. And eventually I just started seeing like the crowds are getting bigger. That's when I met like the ex, you know, exhibit, the alcoholics. Those, you know, those are the people that were missing with me at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm pretty good at this shit. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but just still, I wasn't. Ta- I wasn't. Ta- I got busted in 2000 being a thug. You know, thought I was fucking cool and, and hurt people and, and did stupid things that I regret now. But I think I had to go through it. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. Yeah. At an early age, you know, it would it would suck to go through that yeah. right now. Yeah. And pops was like, "Here's the difference between you and I. I was slinging dope. You're over there hurting people. It's not. That's not good. No, that's definitely not. He said, cool back on it. You know, and he taught me something that I always stay with me. He goes, the the feds and cops. They'll let you do your thing, but the minute you start playing with you know guns and all that is when you're in mm-hmm. trouble. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't yeah, listen. Yeah. I just you know. Well, I mean, you can you can learn your lesson, or you can go back. I learned my lesson. I've been shot. I've been stabbed. I've been everything, bro. You know. (laughs) Oh man. Mm Mm-hmm. You want to get you want to get into that? Nah, it was just one of those things. I'll tell you what it was. I was wrong place, wrong time. Someone had missed. Um, you know. Was it was this outside the club or at a club? It was at a strip club. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a place where it happened. Someone disrespected us, and they didn't realize that we were a lot of deep. And I didn't leave at the scene of the crime. I should have left when we beat the dude up. And uh, he came back and got his. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you, anytime you attack a man's manhood, one way or the other, you know, expect something back. But you're here now, so. I'm here now. Thank the Lord. Good. Yeah, it's all we good. We have nothing to worry about. <laughs> um, so went from bouncing, mm-hmm. you became a promoter. You weren't really taking it serious. When did you begin to, okay, now I'm taking it serious. Now I want to take it to the next level. Probably like around 10 years ago when I, when I decided to stop drinking. I said, you know what? I, I got the gift my dad gave me. Um, my pops never gave me money. A lot of people think that he handed me this empire. No. My pops had quit the business because he was tired of the disrespect that Live Nation was showing. Mm-hmm. AEG, certain doors were getting closed on him that he was like, whoa, I started this gangster shit. Now you guys are, you know, now these big companies came and I'm nobody. So I said, oh, let me dust off the books. Let me dust off the, the Rolodex and start calling people. And there it was. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so who are you, who are you, you know, really in cahoots? Who, who, do you, who do you have, you know, that you can call at any moment Snoop. right now? Yeah, it's my big brother. He he's everywhere. But my pops is my mentor, bro. Like if I have a question, like if I'm feeling down or if I'm not sure, I always ask ask my dad and take his advice before anything, even before Snoop. But you know, Snoop's right there just to listen, learn. I mean, you're talking about one of the busiest guys on earth, bro. Yeah, yeah. But he always yeah. take out time and say, Bobby, you know what? What do you need? And I'll tell him to say, you know, if he sees that I'm down about something, he'll fix it. Like with little Kim, when little Kim went and said our show was fake, he called little Kim personally and he put her on Instagram for 39 million people. Say, get at me. Why did you, you do that? Why, why would you say something like that? Here's the understanding, misunderstanding is that we had booked her through an agency, okay, through uh, Ashanti's manager, actually, and her daddy had just died. She says, I'm in. Let me go bury my dad. Mm-hmm. In that process, we forgot because I got 50 artists on that show. So we yeah. weren't thinking, little Kim's not going to give us a headache. Very, very She's the homegirl, you know? And when she saw it, just like everybody else, they thought, the show must be fake. It's too good to be true. And so she put a big old red thing that says, this is fake. 
We see you did that on what, social media? Yeah. And, you know, social media is brutal, bro. They'll, they'll come after Definitely. you and, and, and you hang you. You can't be it. You can't fake the phone. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. when Snoop talked to her, he goes, do you not remember talking to a guy named Bobby D? She goes, I remember something like that. She goes, but I don't know if, you know, I, I you forgot. Know. Yeah. I, I, th I think she legitimately <laughs> forgot, forgot, bro, because, again, you know, you hear about a show in in, uh, in Carson, California. Oh, well, okay, cool. You know, out of sight, mm -hmm. out of mind. Yeah. So. so let me ask you this, because the new rappers, mm -hmm. all you hear about is drugs, this, drugs, yeah. that. How do you... How do you feel about that? And the only dangerous part is I have an 11-year-old and I have a 22-year-old now. And it's dangerous in the sense that, you know, you almost feel like you have to go try codeine. You have to go try perks. You have to go try... You gotta, you gotta do it to be cool. Well, you gotta see, like, oh, what's the fuss about? You know what yeah. I mean? And, but, you know, again, we're like in the 70s and 80s, we were still promoting drugs. It was just different. You know what I mean? Now it's like every rapper, you gotta be double-cupped. You know, you gotta be yeah. sipping on lean. Oh, that's not... No, I know, I'm just saying it's <laughs> double-cupped. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, I, I think it's dangerous, but... It's just a part of the, 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 the story. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So every generation is getting different. The only difference now is the availability of information. You know what I mean? Yeah, that phone is a gift and a curse. It's a weapon, bro. It's a, it's a very dangerous weapon. So, But you know, I, I don't knock it, bro. It's just another thing that you know people like. Oh, well. But if you were to see one of the artists under mm -hmm. Snoop's army, mm -hmm. you definitely... No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever censor, bro. If that's, your, if that's your craft, if that's what you get off on, if that's your following... Cool. I, I like look at Juice World, bro. Juice World was the most talented rapper on earth, in my opinion. And all he rapped about was coding, overdosing, killing himself. And unfortunately, he 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 believed his own hype. You know what I mean? Tupac was always saying, "I'm gonna get killed. I'm gonna get killed." And then he got killed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, as long as you don't believe the hype, you know, cool, enjoy it. It's yeah, just music. I, I, I seen something. Tracy McGrady said that Kobe said that he wanted to die early. Right. And then. That's what happened. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you, you kind of unfortunately you know, rest in peace, Kobe as yeah, well. Yeah, Kobe was the best, bro. But you know, sometimes like I said, you gotta just be careful what you wish for. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, well no, I mean, I guess I thought that because of your position mm -hmm. with all of it. Um, I'm no saint, bro, like I said, but I don't knock any of what they do. If 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 doing drugs is your thing, cool, just don't hurt my family. Don't you know, don't don't be in that car to make you know to cause an accident and kill somebody because then I'll go kill you. <laughs> gotta come yeah, after straight you. Straight up. Now I gotta come after you. So yeah. um so in this game that you're in, mm -hmm. and 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 all, and you're always busy. Mm -hmm. You always have something going on. Right. Have you reached a goal? Do you do you have a new goal? Or no, how do you, we barely we, we, we barely reached the the beginning, bro. Like, oh, I always okay, tell okay. people like I'm barely at the infancy stage still. You know what I mean? Like, I, like yeah, we're selling out shows of 40,000, 50,000 people, twenty thousand. I'm not there yet, bro. I still got another fifteen years where I want to go hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I you you look at it and you look at the number and it doesn't look like it's really that many people right, there. Right. But I mean, uh, a few years ago, Kevin Hart was I don't know how many people he sold yeah. it out to, but yeah. that's is that yeah. what you yeah hope, eventually hope bro to like, get into? like well look, look at Lovers and Friends we sold seventy seven thousand tickets collectively for the weekend, and we left ninety three thousand people waiting to buy tickets. So if we would have had a place that fits two hundred thousand people, they would have been there. We would have mm -hmm. sold out. So that's where I want to keep the the market, but not forget that I grew up in the clubs. Not forget that I still do nightclub shows. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, so you know, just kind of like don't forget who you are. So, two hundred thousand people. Let's mm -hmm. say two hundred thousand people did come. Mm -hmm. Is this a Coachella size event or? Yeah, I mean, look, Snoop told me that uh, he had a meeting with Apple the other day, and they said we think Lovers and Friends is gonna be bigger than Coachella. That would be great. Yeah, that because be people great. are just tired of the same, you know, this and that. We actually went with Lauren Hill, Summer Summer uh, Summer Walker, Doja Cat. 
Then we had next genuine. It's like what the fuck? Bring in a bunch of different people yeah. because a lot of these people are not yeah. at yeah. Coachella. Because again, bro, like like most people my age don't even know who Summer Walker is or Doja Cat. Mm -hmm. But you tell them genuine and next, they're like, okay, cool. And then they tell their daughter, their niece, hey, I want to go to that show with you. Let's go, mama. Let's go, auntie. There they are. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. So how is it? Would would people like that? Because I saw um, uh, Keith Sweat. Mm -hmm. How's how's that going? Is is Beautiful. is he is he selling more than the younger crowd? He sells more when he's with me. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And I'm not being cocky. It's it's true, bro. Like we did Nashville. We did twelve thousand people for our first time out there. And I had the Nashville people are so beautiful, bro. They were emailing me and texting me the next day. I don't know how they got my number. I swear I don't. Bobby, thank you and Snoop. We love you. <laughs> they call it Cashville. Thank you for coming to Cashville, blah, blah, blah. We love yeah, you so yeah. much. Cashville, yeah, it was cool, man. Like, <laughs> just seeing people's faces, bro. And I'm talking there's blacks, the majority, a few Latinos uh, and a few whites. But the black people there are like, they don't give us nothing like this out here. And I'm like, well, don't, don't trip. We'll be out here plenty of times. Yeah, L.A., is I mean you know yeah being in the business We're LA is definitely different like mm -hmm. I'm trying to think when's the last time I seen okay like somebody like his biggest future mm -hmm. like, okay I'm in LA like you yeah. don't really right. Right. see that you gotta wait for the tours yeah yeah that's that's when they're gonna come around but right. you don't just see okay future is here in LA mm -hmm. like nah but when you go to Minnesota you could see future you can see all these big artists in small little places yeah now unless you're in the club scene like in hollywood like you said you were okay well yeah that, you'll see future there different. you'll see ty dollar sign he's coming there to spend well he probably not even spending money right um i remember hearing las vegas they paid justin bieber mm -hmm. i believe they paid him two million mm -hmm. to come just be at the club on his 21st birthday that's not true Don't, that's not true. true that's a lie normally bro with the artists with, with the artists what they really give them is like a bag I mean, it's not something they're going to tax. It's just come over here and pick up $40,000. Remember, bro, like, if you give $2 million, you'll be in debt for the rest of the year. But see, this is the thing. It was, it was, and I know Dre's is pretty big in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And it was his 21st birthday. I know still, the owner real well of Dre's. I, 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 I have Snoop there booked all the time. The reality is this. They were there for something that was paying the big money. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, hey, we're here. Come pick up $50,000. Oh, come, yeah? come take a. Yeah, I mean, you can't lose. And those, those clubs don't lose. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, now yeah, even yeah. in Dubai, where where they own Dre's out there, mm -hmm. they don't pay big money because it's like, hey, you know, if you want to come get it, come get it. If not, cool. We're gonna be. We're gonna do it no matter what. Now the deals that you're talking about are like deals for like DJs, like DJ Snake, um, Paul Van Dyke. They get million dollar contracts, but as far as those one offs, they don't get it, bro. So yeah, let's um let's get into your favorite type of events since you are, you know. You have five jobs. You have right. ten jobs. Right. <laughs> Let's get into your favorite thing to do while I work. My favorite show or artist is Key Sweat. I'm going to tell you why. When I was going through my love of my life, I used to feel like Key Sweat wrote those songs for me when I was 17, 16, <laughs> going through it. So when I actually first did my first show, yeah, it was therapeutic. I said, Keith, man, you got no idea how much you saved me from you know hurting myself or hurting someone else. He goes, how so? I said, because I would just play your songs. First, I was dedicating to her, you know, like the typical thing people do. Then I was just like, yeah, on some fuck you shit because of Keith Sweat. says, you did me wrong, baby, you know? <laughs> and uh, so now when I do these shows, when I first did my first show with them, it was just like, wow, this is a dude who I see as a legend, as like a hero. And I got him doing my shows. And now I call him Uncle Keith because him and I are super close. It's, it's, it's different coming from you because you work with him. Right. I feel like people always see artists and they want to tell them, mm -hmm. hey, I, this, this, you know, this, your song made me feel this way. Yeah. Do, do you feel like it's, well, I doubt you feel like it's corny. No, I don't because, again, I, I've been with Keith Sweat, doing shows with Keith Sweat now for over 20 years. And him and I have a, a, he mentors me a lot. And I always tell him, I go, man, 
please play this song for me because it touched it it, it really really like hurt me so it's a mutual feeling that you guys right. have okay. and he loves it bro like i'll literally say if you do my shows you know you got to have this particular song in the set list he uh, goes bobby i've known this since you were 19 years old my first the first show you did with me I, i'm good you know so it's cool man music can, can heal do you have any you know crazy stories funny stories with any of these artists Oh, Snoop yeah. in particular. Yeah, there are all kinds of crazy stories, bro. The one thing that I that, that people will trip out on is that Snoop's shows are very professional. There's no groupies, there's no this, there's no that. He goes straight from the from the venue back to the hotel to his room and starts playing Madden. Snoop's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. He's probably over the No, I heard I, I, uh, people tell me that I missed all the crazy shit. You know, oh, the death row days. You know, yeah, Tupac yeah. running around naked, blah, 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 dog pound, <laughs> losing their shit, you know? I, I miss those stories, but to me, it's just like, him sending me to go get him a cheeseburger is now like epic for me. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, Bobby, go get me a cheeseburger with uh And, and I know what, how he wants it. You know what I mean? So to me, that's epic. So I'm guessing you guys talk every day. Yeah, almost every day. So tell us how he feels about the whole pandemic that's going on. The whole, the whole I don't know if it's epidemic or pandemic. pandemic. I don't want to say yeah, it wrong. Pandemic's the, the national emergency. Here's the problem is that Snoop kind of lives in a bubble because he can't just go out and go get a, a, a carton of milk without yeah, getting mobbed. So yeah. everything he's fed is through the internet and through Netflix, because he's a big Netflix guy. <laughs> so you can imagine, bro, like we live in terror because we look at our phones every five seconds. And every five seconds, it's like 20 more people dead. This, that, it's like, whoa, so that's all he's seen. And he's just like, Bobby, what do you think's gonna happen? I'm like, shit, I'm asking you, I don't know, you know? <laughs> and uh, so he makes me go out there and investigate with the CDC, blah, blah, blah. And all they're saying is, be prepared for the worst. You know, it's gonna get better, but it's gonna get real bumpy. And I tell him the same thing. Look, I've had to cancel about 40 of our shows. You know what I mean? And that's unfortunate because 40, 40 people are spending big money and now it just ain't happening. You know, so Snoop's right now just figuring out other deals to make while we, you know, uh, get through this. Let's talk about, because I heard you guys have a virtual concert going yeah. on. Is this is this capitalizing because of the pandemic that's going on? Are we still going to get people? Because I've just seen John Legend go live and do a concert live. You know, it's always, been, it's always been something that we've thought about, and then it wasn't until Patty and Barbara brought it up to my attention because there's a buyer interested Shout in doing out Patty. it. Patty. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> to, to me, it's just like, here's the thing. If you've seen a Snoop Dogg show live, mm -hmm. man, you can't beat that energy, that vibration, that, that love. So it's like, for me, as a promoter, it would be almost a travesty to have everything go that way and not have that live audience feel. But it's something that we may have to entertain, you know, for people that are like in Poland, Russia, that may not be able to see Snoop Dogg, and they, and they want to get that experience. Now, what type of virtual is it? I mean, it's not like I, I remember the the Michael Jackson thing mm -hmm. that they did. Yeah, that was holographic. Yeah, right? no, this would be Snoop Dogg on stage, but they want to do like a sound stage like this where he performs. It would be everything but the crowd and the audience. Oh, that's what they were trying to do with the mm -hmm. NBA. That's it. LeBron was like, yeah. "I'm not going for yeah, it." Because he feeds it, off the energy. Did of the crowd. that really happen? Yeah, what or happened was LeBron I... pushed back, and they actually told him, "Hey, chill out," because it may lead to that. Don't look stupid. You know what I mean? LeBron's not a stupid man, but he he he's, he spoke from the heart. What I'm getting from that is UFC tried to do it first and see mm -hmm. how it went, and right. it didn't really go well. No, it I mean, went it went huge because uh, everybody was home, so the oh, ratings okay. were through so the roof. It was, it was still crazy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, bro, probably like, awkward for them though. No, if you know fighting. You know, when when you know, because I've done tournaments since I was a kid. You don't care about any anybody in the crowd. Yeah, we, That's not what pumps you we're, up, we're right? Well, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm playing chess, so trying to figure out your next move to to break my arm or choke me and you know sleep. Yeah. I'm not worried about the crowd. In basketball, football, you feed off the crowd. Yeah, you know, yeah. some of those haters make you even more driven. Like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? So you 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 took classes for fighting or how? Oh how yeah, since go? I was a kid, I've been doing Gracie Jiu Jitsu only for about 25 years. 
So go ahead, tell us who. So give us some stories. Man. You <laughs> well, I was a bouncer. That's when I learned to hurt people. You and I, some guys. I, I went to the Gracie Academy and I told them, I says, because I was a big kid, seventeen, living on my own. I go, what, what do you want from us? And I, I go, I want to hurt people. And and the Grandmaster <laughs> Elio Gracie says, I'm going to teach you everything but to hurt people. Yeah, because you know? I, I mean, I, I I feel like most of what you hear on TV. Yeah. It's, oh, we're going to teach you defense. Right. You know, we're going to teach you how to protect yourself or right. protect others. But as far as going to hurt somebody. Yeah. I'm, I'm being honest <laughs> with you. I'm not, I'm, I don't want to say, you know, I went in there saying bowing. No, they don't bow. They don't shake hands. It's just like it's a hug over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and my instructor was the one who created the ultimate fighting. Okay. So I got there in 1996 or seven. So what's the craziest thing that happened at the club while you were a bouncer? Okay. So we threw somebody out. And my older brother's when that got me into the actual bouncing because he was a bouncer. And, you know, my pops had the connections. He's so, bigger than you guys, same size. Oh, right? he's huge. You know, he's a big old buff dude. But he's a little tank. Uh, I'm taller than him. Anyways, long story short, I'm 17, doing my thing. And I'm thinking that I'm bigger than, than I was. So I'm, I'm throwing these dudes out. And I'm thinking my team's behind me, right? And before you know it, I'm fighting with two dudes, not realizing that no one's around me. By yourself. You yeah. two guys. And I'm like, and I'm so mad. I'm yelling at my brother in the walkie-talkie while I'm beating these guys up, basically. I'm more mad at my brother and, 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 the, and the other guy that they didn't come help me. And I'm cussing at them but while I'm fighting. I'm dropping bowls. I'm doing this. I'm like, you motherfucker better get over there right fucking now. And I just remember I was so mad that I was really kicking the dudes while they were already out. And I'm telling my brother, you motherfucker, you fucking left me hanging, blah, blah, blah. And my brother's like, dude, he's already fucking dead. What do you he want? Up, <laughs> you know? Like, Yo, why yeah. are you tripping on that? I was so mad. And then I started laughing. So my brother <laughs> like, picked the dudes oh, yeah, up. He's yeah, like, hey, yeah. can we take these guys to jail or wherever they're going to do? I'm like, do whatever you want with them. Fuck them. You know? I feel like that 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 goes on in the club environment. The yeah. guy punched another guy because yeah. he knows. The bouncers are gonna be here right now. So right. I can punch you, and then they're gonna break the fight up. No, in the in, in that musical culture, it was the uh, Spanish rock and roll. It's anti security, anti police. So they're always fucking with us. Like we knew going in there that we were gonna get kicked in the head because when people are moshing, and they have a thing in Mexico called culero, which means asshole, uh -huh. and they start chanting that to, at you. You know, while the show's going on, they're looking at you dead in the face while you're bouncing. Culero, culero. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. motherfucker, why am I culero? What do I do? You know? I remember the first time one of my friends. We met him at a club, and mm -hmm. like, yeah, we about to beat up the bouncers. Yeah. And that was the first time I heard him. I'm like, y'all about to do what? Yeah. <laughs> like, but I got I got a repetition real quick. It's like, don't fuck with him. He's young, but he'll fuck you up. <laughs> the bouncers like, why y'all came to the club to yeah. fight the bouncers? Mm -hmm. that's, that's backwards in my eyes. Too many, it's too many women. It's too many beautiful It was going on with what I'm saying. Yeah, they were anti-establishment, uh, anti anti-police, anti-security guard. All good. It made for some good training. Go home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, so... um. Past that, let's let's get into the funk uh, mm -hmm. concert that you guys have going on. Yeah, that's gonna be really good. We got Morris Day on there. We got SOS band. We got uh, Daz band. Come. You guys got Morris Day. Yeah, man, here. those shows are fun, bro. It's gonna be at the Greek Theater. Um, what's what's the date, Patty? August twenty fourth at the Greek Theater. Um, we do really well with that brand. It's called Funk. Yeah, she's every Yeah, she's boss lady. It's a brand called Funk in LA. Uh -huh. we, we did Funk in Ontario, Funk in the Bay. You know, usually sells out every show we do, bro, but it's just a lot of fun. Like, they play the hits. So you're not going to hear SOS's shit from today. You're going to hear Just Be Good To Me, you know, all okay. the major bangers. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. The shit that all these new artists use still as samples. Um, Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, the best. Rafael Sadiq. You ever Needs to be back in home. contact with him? Yeah, I talk to him all the time. Yeah, because he, he, he got some great... There's just creative differences, bro. Like, when you're a genius like Rafael and the rest of the group, it's like... You know, sometimes those egos and the genius get in the way. Like, you know, there's two black streets. One with Chauncey and then one with uh, with um, Teddy Riley and uh, and Dave Hollister. That's a monster group. Mm -hmm. Anytime you can get those two kind of guys together, Dave Hollister and Teddy Riley, shit, I'll listen to that any day. Yeah, but yeah. then you got Chauncey, who, who, who was an original Black Street member, 
They just can't get their shit together. You know what I mean? So, so from my understanding, you've been in this so long that even your relationships with the artists that you guys have on your roster now, you mm-hmm. treat everyone like they are. My brother, you know, yeah, and that's part of being from 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 coming from nothing, bro. It's like you learn to appreciate the janitor, you learn to appreciate the CEO. Listen, they're saying that about Kobe. They're saying he knows everybody's name. Right, right. I, I don't necessarily know everybody's names because I call everybody brother. And as far as and until you show me otherwise, I'm gonna treat you like my brother. Mm-hmm. And that's always tra- you know translated to people saying, "Man, Bobby's a real cool cat." Um, I've always just tried to treat people good, bro. It ain't fake, you know. But like I said, that comes from. Being where I was at, seeing my dad drop off sacks of, of crack and this and that back in the days when I was a kid, and to seeing money and just the way he would treat even the drug addicts. He was, he was mm-hmm. treating them cool. I'm not saying it was a good thing, but I'm saying he still treated yeah, people with love yeah, and respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every, I, I feel like personally, you should treat everybody. That's it. Until they, Until they show you otherwise. otherwise. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 I'll be your best friend in your worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? And he's like, hey, you know me. Yeah. I did. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not anymore. Um, so let's let's talk about um this tour that you just got off of. I wanna Snoop, thank me. Go off the hook. Snoop, RJ, O T uh, Genesis, Warren Genesis, G. Shout out DJ Goofy. Yeah, DJ Goofy's off the hook. I, that, he's bad, bro. So yeah, tell us tell us about that tour. Snoop wanted to do a full album tour, which he had never had. Just uh-huh. so you know. You know, he's had uh tours that supported it, but weren't specifically for his album. You're talking twenty five years in the game and he didn't have his own tour. So he asked me, we're in the studio, and he goes, Bobby, can you get me a tour together? I said, give me, give Wait, me not a... To, not to, not, not to yeah. Can you elaborate on what you just said? Yeah. You, you, it's a full album tour. Yeah. It, the, the tour was strictly for the uh, for the album, Want to Thank Me. So it wasn't any previous songs? I mean, you know, he always throws in the hits no matter what, but okay. 80% of it were the new songs. Okay, you know new I mean? songs. Yeah. Okay. And um, when I asked him what kind of talent roster he wants behind him, he said, well, I got to have Warren, but I got to have the new shit out there. So, so I had said, what about RJ? Then he goes, I fucking love RJ. What about OT Genesis? I love OT Genesis. So it just worked, bro. You know, we sold out almost 98% of the shows. Yeah. It was amazing. The best part about that is one guy can be a blood, one guy can be a crib. Just snoop, it don't matter. As long as you have talent, you're coming with us. Right. That The banging ship, bro, like I said, you're never going to forget where you came from, you know? Snoop's a crib. You know, RJ's a blood. But at the end of the day, bro, they're there to unify everybody through music. Like Nip and YG. Absolutely. For sure. Right. For sure. So. You and you and you and Nip were were you, were you guys really close? I didn't or? know Nipsey. Oh, okay. Nope. I never got the the pleasure of, of really meeting him face to face. I shook his hand one time in passing because Snoop said this is gonna be the next me. And Nipsey goes, "There's only one you, Snoop. I'm gonna be Nipsey, but you're you're the, you're the that boss." That sounded like something he was yeah. saying. Yeah, you know, and that that's that was cool. I, but I, I didn't know him either. I, didn't I shook know. his hand a few times. Yeah, because I've been around a lot of you know LA mm-hmm. artists. J three hundred five also shout out J three hundred five. But yeah, I appreciate you. You know. Me being from LA, I appreciate you saying I didn't really know him because there's huh. a lot of people I can't who fake say, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, right? A lot of people, oh, I knew him. I didn't like. Come on, bro. <laughs> Let's just be real. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. As and as far as artists, you know, East Coast artists, mm-hmm. East, East Coast, even East Coast friends. Mm-hmm. How, how does how do you, you you know you know anybody from New York? You yeah, know, you I mean, uh, ties in Miami. Yeah, I got ties with you know Fat Joe, all the people out there actually, bro. Fifty Cent because of Snoop. Um. Slick Rick, all the old timers I really know, um, because so you're not just a local guy. No, I support the shows. I mean, I, I keep them living, I keep them beating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I pay them well. Uh, Biz Marquee, all the old school rappers. You know, the new school people. I mean, I don't know how many new school East Coast artists you could really name. You know, it's all Atlanta. It's all Midwest yeah, yeah, right now. Atlanta That's what's hitting. Crazy. Yeah, Atlanta. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. The way that Atlanta 
takes the artist mm -hmm. and then he puts on another artist and he mm -hmm. puts on another artist and they just show. So you're supposed to do. Yeah. And who else has done that? Well, I'll tell you who, what, what culture does as the Armenian culture. The Arme in the Armenian culture, Middle Eastern culture, it's like they set everything up as a unit, one uh -huh. family, and then, okay, you're next in line. You're mm -hmm. next in line. And I, and I watch that because a lot of the nightclub owners and the strip club owners, they do that. Let's set up little, little, little Mikey. They're all Mikey, by the way. Let's set up little Mikey. And then, boom, little Mikey gets a strip club. Then little Mikey gets a like, man. You know, and it's, it, that's just, I, I love that, bro. So how does it work for you if, if, you, if you are like a bartender or something? You hoping to move up? No, it's all family. I mean, you gotta be a, you gotta be a Mikey oh, yeah. by blood. <laughs> they ain't giving no shit to bartenders. <laughs> you <laughs> can move up. To yeah, yeah. Like, you know. But it, but it, in Atlanta's case, bro, like the Migos are gonna eventually spawn someone else. Uh -huh. I mean, they're gonna spawn, and that's just the way they do. Yeah, I, I love you go that. from you know Young Thug to Migos, to, right? To Lil Baby, right? Dub Baby, all yeah. that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dub Baby is from Detroit. Mm -hmm. He's he not from Detroit. He's from North North Carolina. Yeah, from North Carolina, South Carolina. Right, right, one one right. of the Carolinas. Yeah. I know he's like the first. You know, like popping artists out of the Carolinas, so that's big mm -hmm. for them over there. So, you do you um speaking of other states? Do you ever get any artists in uh stuff like South by Southwest? Yeah, of course. You know, I, I was there uh, in Austin. Two they weeks just ago. canceled it. That's why I said, look, it's uh, there's a lot of stuff you, that that the general public doesn't see. So then it looks like oh, poor Southwest, like Ultra in in Florida, Miami. Mm -hmm. They canceled because they didn't have no ticket sales. It wasn't because of... No. So what they do is they go and blame the coronavirus for other reasons, and it makes us look bad as festival promoters. The media. Yeah. It's like, come on now. Tell the truth. Southwest, they canceled it because Facebook pulled out, IG pulled out, TikTok pulled out, so they couldn't support the show anymore. If it was privately financed, they could have did it because we had a show with Cube and Trade the Truth, and we sold out the, the, the same day. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you got to be careful what you're fed, man. You know? So this is a question I have. Sure. If you could speak to... Because we spoke about this earlier. Mm -hmm. Um the the title promoter mm -hmm. sometimes it's thrown around in a bad way mm -hmm. you know or they have like i mean i doubt you pay attention to memes you don't give a fuck about memes they, nah, <laughs> not really. they have like memes of like oh promoters like he's in the club talking to a girl and you're on the phone like hey, <laughs> right. i'm outside janky promoters yeah, right yeah. right he's never coming outside to right. get you. you're gonna be outside all night yeah but um the the ones who are you know positive and, yeah. and men of men of their word mm -hmm. um if you could say something to a promoter mm -hmm. who wants to move up mm -hmm. and become you know someone who throws festivals mm -hmm. what would you say to him i would say learn every facet of that business from the time you booked an artist to the time that they came down and how you treated them when they were here whether the green room which is like their what you guys did for me out here uh -huh. he has water sodas you so know love. sour patch kids which i don't know who told you i love sour candy but i love it <laughs> but those are the kind of things that made me feel really good or made the artist feel good fucking with me. Mm -hmm. Because again, they're like, man, this guy treats us like we're royalty. You know what I mean? And I'm like, look, this is your time to shine. I'm not out there on stage. You guys are. Yeah. So I would always tell promoters, keep your word. You know, try to be honest with them. If, if, if you don't have the money, go get it. I don't care if you got to rob a bank. Literally, go get it. Because that said, it's not the, the artist's fault that you fucked up and didn't do your job. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So be prepared, bro. Like, don't come in there janky with 500 bucks knowing you got to pay the artist 5,000. Don't, well, don't pray and hope that it's going to happen at the door because it don't happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So be prepared. That's all. Just just crazy. know. Just know that you're, you're you're bringing people from like Florida, New York in some cases. You know what I mean? And they came, flew down, did all the TSA bullshit for you. And then so. do you do you get people who don't understand that you're a promoter? Because you have to be, yeah. you know, like, okay, I'm like this when I'm not right. at work. But mm -hmm. then when I'm at work, you mm -hmm. have to understand. So what yeah. do you say about that? Yeah, I mean, look, like I said, the, the whole title promoter, bro, is always synonymous with janky. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, they like go, you they, said, they go ahead yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and, and again, I've done it before. My my Lisa Lisa story. I'm her manager now. It's funny. I got drunk. I didn't have the money, so I just said, let me just keep drinking, drinking, drinking. This is about you know 15 <laughs> years ago. Before you know, I was tank drunk, and I left. I took off in her limo, and she was chasing me. Bobby, you motherfucker! I'm gonna kill you! And I, I and I put my head off the top and just waved at her. And you know, flat, <laughs> fast forward 15 years later, I'm her manager now. So it's like you know, but I, you know, again, everybody's janky sometimes, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but I, I, I would happens. tell them don't especially, do that. <laughs> especially, you know. I would also say don't drink on the job. Uh, I'm have, not a promoter. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm saying as far as being a promoter. All the promoters that I know. Yeah. They, for sure. You can't. You can't, <laughs> you bro. Because again, it sets up a bad environment, and you can't be you, no matter what. You're being an idiot. You may say some things you're not supposed mm-hmm. to say. You're asking my advice to a, to a younger promoter. Yeah, I would say yeah. don't drink on the job. You know what I mean? Because it's not you're trying to be social. You go be social when you got paid. Go go to go to some club on Sunday. Yeah, but I, I I know I know a promoter. We're 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 pretty cool. And mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, I asked him because he's like he wakes up, he goes to a brunch event, yeah, yeah. then he goes to a daytime event. Yeah. Then he probably goes like an artist house. Then he goes to a, a nightclub. Mm-hmm. I asked him how do you drink all day? And he said like, well, I'm really drinking water. It's just there a, you go. Yeah. It's really just a you know, because I'm he's taking pictures and everything. Yeah. So he's really. So you would just say just just drink water or I mean drink cranberry juice you know do whatever it is it, everything in moderation bro like I said don't let something take over you because a lot of people just think they, they're drinking and popping drugs this and that because they feel like they got to be living that life uh-huh. you know what I mean for me bro it's like I don't knock it because I I, I tried it for a second it just wasn't me but see when, when well I think when when you were coming up mm-hmm. social media wasn't what it was right you right weren't taking as many pictures exactly so now it's it's different. Yeah, it really is, bro. It's a, it's a culture shock. And like I said, for me, though, but at the end of the day, bro, if you're doing something right, if you got money in your pocket after you paid everybody, you're doing something right. Yeah. You know, but if you're over there blowing a $5,000 bottle, which costed me 40 bucks, <laughs> or the, the nightclub owner, then you're just retarded. <laughs> Something's wrong, bro. We you know? never get into the, the difference for how much they bought the bottle for yeah. and sold it for. Right. <laughs> man, that's... I mean, I own bars in Russia, so I know. I know what that what that bottle cost me, and I'm like, why would you spend $5,000 on a bottle? That's crazy to me. You know what I mean? The look, the Instagram. Yeah, so, um, yeah, because we're kind of getting short on time. Mm-hmm. Before we take off, is there anything that you would like to promote? Anything you want to say to the people? Mm, Any, you know? Not necessarily promote, bro. I just want to say that, look, I, I don't have a, a, a crystal ball to tell you what's going to happen in the future with this pandemic thing. Uh-huh. I know that people are legitimately dying and people are sick, so we got to take every precaution. It breaks my heart, bro, to have to postpone anything. I haven't canceled any shows. Uh-huh. Everything's been postponed with dates, with the same artist. Um, so we're going to come back stronger, bro. I think this this, this thing's going to bring us closer as a, as a society. Um, we're just going to be a little more careful and wash our hands. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But I promise you, brother, we're going to come back with some heavy, heavy heat. And the shows that we already have booked will be honored if you bought a ticket. It's 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 sold out, so you can't go buy tickets. Um, just show up. They're all summertime shows now. Shit, hot, hot boy summer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because <laughs> last year was crazy. Yeah, last you year know? summer was crazy. Yes, sir. And as far as your events, you have a uh, R and B the the, the R and B event. Yeah, Lovers and friends. Lovers and friends. We got Cruel World with Morrissey and about fifty other artists. We got the funk shows. We got just all, all kinds of stuff. Go to BobbyDPresents.com. You can see everything there. Our Uncle Snoop's Army. You see our artist. What we do. Um, you'll see Snoop with his mission statement. Um, just go there to all the usual sites. You know, IG is Bobby D Presents. Yeah. And more than anything, bro, I just want to say thank you to Testify to Hip Hop. I mean, bro, it's, it's it's sites like yours that allow me to kind of, you know, tell my life story, which may be boring to some people, but I appreciate you listening. Yeah. And you've been a great interviewer, bro. You made me feel comfortable and happy. And, you know, big shout out to the staff that made thank me you, feel bro. at home. Thank you. you know, like not many people bring me Sour Patch candies. That's cool. So <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. And look forward to coming back.
Thank you. Yeah, so um, like you said, you guys check in at Bobby D Presents, Uncle Snoop's Army. Click the link below. Subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Testify to hip-hop.